0: Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome to Travel Market Life, I'm Ryan Haynes and in today's show we're going to be talking to Geraldine ree who's the author of Flying Colours, a travel advisor's guide to breakthrough. She's got over 30 years experience within the travel industry, having worked for the likes of Expedia Cruises and Princess Cruises. She's worked frontline all the way up as SVP to running and directing the operations. And now she wants to help travel agents repackage. Now, now let's have a think about it. What was life like as a travel advisor before the pandemic? Were you too busy? Were you overwhelmed? Did you feel underpaid? Well Geraldine has a lot of the answers particularly as you try to fight your way back as travel starts to return. So we're going to be covering things from how to find the right information, uh, responding to changing traveler demands which is really the epicenter of where we are right now and um, the role of marketing within your business. So all away from Vancouver Canada it is Geraldine thank you Geraldine for joining me today thank you Ryan for having me I'm delighted to be here and how are things over that side of the world at the moment Um, I must be all anticipating the reopening of everything uh, in Canada compared to the US right
1: it is so good to be reading good news it just feels like this big, you know, we're not moving yet, Ryan, but it we see signs of life, we see signs of, you know, great intentions to travel, bookings are coming in, and it's just, it's just a very good thing.
0: I know, I was having a conversation with one of my German friends the other day, uh, who was actually watching a news program that not, had no mention of the word COVID in it. It was all about other news that was happening around the world. Imagine that, right?
1: And we- <laughs> Imagine that.
0: And I know we're so excited. I mean, here in the UK, we are desperate to get back on the flights, uh, back in the boats and start travelling around again. Uh, We've been put on hold for a few extra weeks yet. Um, The Americans are moving pretty fast all the way around. Staycationing um, is obviously the top priority for everyone at the moment. Um, But I mean, particularly for travel advisors, they've been stuck at home. They have been dealing with a lot of frustrations, no doubt, from their customers, what's happening for them and, and, and how can they prepare themselves for what's going to be coming forward?
1: It's so uh, unique to be in this position, Ryan, where they're actually starting to make bookings, they're they're having really good conversations, you know, not everybody. Uh, but you certainly see the leaders in the industry starting to really connect with consumers and really start to make serious plans for the comeback. Uh, but they're also coming in with kid gloves, so much has changed that You know, the one thing I hear consistently in every conversation I have with with travel advisors is that they want to come back and they if they've hung in this long, goodness knows they deserve it, but they want to come back differently. You know, they just don't want to come back how they were before. And they're trying to to marry what they did before, which was busy enough with this whole concept that it's going to be a very demanding role going forward. So they're just managing that whole landscape.
0: And that's a lot of information for them to be trying to get hold of because things are changing so regularly at the moment. And we have already seen, unfortunately, a number of businesses have to fail forced to fail um you know uh, i think it's you know unfair that uh that the situation put them in that particular predicament but then that also changes the type of products that are available and how you're able to service your guests and um that's a lot of work for an agent to keep on top of on a on a daily basis as well Um, so i mean what sort of advice are you giving to travel agents on how to best source all the relevant information Information that they need in order to provide the best service and the available products to their customers.
1: Yeah, so exactly that is the that is the million dollar question: is where is all the information? And you know, the most likely source of the most relevant sort of high level information is sort of your B two B sources, your trade magazines, you know, these kinds of podcasts because they are really really important. But on the other hand, what I say is you know, take a deep breath. Don't worry about, you know, only know what you have to know and stop trying to learn on the what if, you know, feeling like you have to know everything. There's enough detail in travel as it is. At this point in the journey for the customer, only really address what they need to know at this time, because it's all going to change again by the time travel reopens anyway. Um, So rest assured, convince them that you will be on top of the information at the very moment that that it's needed. um, But then also sit back and say, you know, I I can't know everything. It's just impossible.
0: I mean, what took you to write this book in the first place? I mean, what was the inspiration behind Flying Colours?
1: It started as a passion project, I've been in the business, I've seen every level and I've met the most incredible people. I was witness to beautiful sales conversations, watching leaders rise in the industry and do remarkable things. And I always knew that when I stepped out of the executive role that I wanted to write a book, I wanted to document the brilliance that I'd seen. But then the pandemic hit and in about October of this year, I'd had so many friends and colleagues in the industry as we all do, Ryan and my heart was breaking and they would say to me Geraldine I just don't know what to say anymore it's i don't have words and i thought well i have <laughs> i have you know about 25,000 words i need to get this book out in service to travel advisors because you know the one thing is is whether you work directly with travel advisors or indirectly as a supplier or an agency owner the entire industry rests on the moment of truth between an advisor and a, a traveler. They've got questions. And so we all need to rally around supporting that they can do an amazing job at that. I really believe that. And so producing this book and getting the feedback from the front line that say, you know, thank you. You get me. <laughs> Somebody understands. And, you know, if I can with deep empathy help advisors elevate their role and feel more confident because they they go, oh, I'm not crazy. This is what I need to be doing. Um, it's just been a real gift
0: how much was the content influenced by the pandemic
1: it was written pr- the, the baseline of it and mm. um, the structure and the methodology is kind of my 30 years of experience but it absolutely the urgency why this why now what if all came from the environment of how do you rebuild in uncertainty how do we come back stronger better you know bolder than before
0: i was going to say because i mean there are some Fundamental principles in any business. And now after 30 years, I'm sure you identified within this book, absolutely all of them. And that this pandemic, do I call it a blip? Um, I, you know, I mean, quite a big one at that. Um, but it, it's, it's still, you need to rest on your principles. You need to, uh, really understand who you you are, what your business is and what you're trying to do for your customer. And then how you utilize the market around you to be able to deliver on that. And I mean, are there any sort of key principles that you notice that people sort of forget or um, perhaps maybe undervalue when they're running their travel agent business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Ryan. The thing we always forget, whether we're in travel or we're doing any job, we forget why we started. We forget what matters most to us. And we forget our purpose. You know, we, you know, life is short and we're all passionate in the travel business, but we only have one unique purpose on this life and and to serve others in a really unique way. So if there was one principle of the book that it's all about, um, whether this book or in your business, it's stop trying to be all things to all people and become indispensable to the one you love. And you know, you just love them up one customer at a time. And that's kind of how I've always approached the business is when I see people stuck and overwhelmed, I just look at their database. You know, I just look at their calendar and I look at, you know, they're just running around trying to be all things to all people because nobody wants to say no in this business. You know, and you, when you start, it's true, you have to take everything. You know, that, that they're starting the business, but very quickly, early on you realize it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just be indispensable.
0: And I mean, particularly at this time, we don't know necessarily what the expectations of travelers are going to be. I mean, there's gonna be so many sort of changes and um, we've we've already seen a number of the cancellations from 2020 to then 2021 and in those cancellations or those postponements and um, the, the changing sort of availability of products and accessibility of products at this particular time. Um, well, how are you sort of advising on the changing expectations of travelers and how best to meet their particular needs at this time?
1: It's the, the biggest change that I see is that conversations are deeper. They're more meaningful. They're going to safety. You know, looking back prior to the pandemic, how often did personal safety even enter as a value? You know, we we understand the values of trust. Um, loyalty teamwork dedication but we never talked about personal safety now it's not only a consideration for the traveler but for the advisor themselves and so how do we shift to go okay how do I have meaningful conversations to understand what matters most on the vacation and then partner or curate a vacation that? They feel safe, and they feel like they're working with a reputable supplier that's got their back, both physically and, you know, emotionally. Because we don't know for certain, so I think more and more it's that deep level of trust um, on on overall um, well being. I guess I would say
0: i guess there's no harm in looking back i mean the 2001 9-11 um we we learned about security and personal safety there and there's a lot of hesitation around sort of flying at that point and what did you do then to give the confidence to travelers to get back into the skies again the recession of 2009 suddenly people had no money and were worried about you know whether they were actually going to make their trip or get their holiday or have a job at the end of the uh, end of the year. We're in a very similar situation, I think, economically around the world as well. So take those lessons that you've learned there. And um, whilst in many respects for all of us, this pandemic is something we would never, ever have expected, ever dreamed of. We thought it was just something in the science fiction movies that it's a reality. But is it and how, how different is it to the lessons that all the things that we've learned and the things that we've experienced prior? I mean, we're all... Those of us that are, are, are still able to work and and to breathe still have the opportunity to to make something of of our businesses, right?
1: Absolutely, we can learn so much from those two examples that you uh, that you provided. And in in all cases, leading the comeback is about communicating what's happening at the moment people don't know as much as the front line know so they don't know that 2022 is looking very full for a lot of really peak itineraries they don't know you know they don't nobody wants to feel like they're alone and am i crazy to be booking right now should i really be having a you know conversation with my travel professional so i always you know recommend is like let people know what the trends are because people will follow the trend as they did in 9 11 as they did in 2008 is the early adopters are getting their you know someone said in the US at 15 minutes after the vaccine they're saying where can I go and how far away (laughs) what plane can I get on and that makes everybody else comfortable because they will follow
0: I was going to say I mean I think that pretty much happened as well for myself last summer I was one of the first people on a flight and then you know explained how easy it was actually to fly and to get to my destination and suddenly it made people feel a lot more relaxed at being able to uh, booking their own flights and, and getting out of the of, of the country or visiting somewhere else and that's what you always need you you need those um, flag holders to get out there and to, to be leading the way yeah um, I mean, distribution must have changed a hell of a lot as well. Being able to get access to exclusive products. Um, is, is, is that becoming a, a bit more of maybe the battleground for travel advisors getting the right product for their customers?
1: Interestingly enough, I think the battleground is getting the right advisors that know how to sell the product from the suppliers. I think the suppliers are very aware that the distribution system has been completely disrupted. So in rough estimates that we're seeing, you know, 20, 15 to 25 percent of the advisor sales force has left the industry. We don't know if it's permanent, but you can't work for a year and a half without revenue. So they've taken jobs. They're doing other things. And so we've got this really odd thing that the demand surge is gonna come flying back and we need every advisor to be able to service that with distribution and access to pricing and special deals. It always has been about one thing is that if you are meaningful to a supplier, those deals are there. And again, in the same way, you can't be all things to all travelers. You can't be all things to all suppliers. So um, it's, it's a really important time to be creating those alliances and those partnerships and saying, these are my intentions for the comeback and who, who wants to work with me. That is a good fit for my clients.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I guess a lot of these destinations as well want to be relying on someone who really understands the destination and the type of traveler that they're wanting to attract to that particular destination. And so being able to tap into that directly means you can then tap into the right customers on your end who's going to it's going to be most appealing for.
1: Well, and it's not a surprise to the suppliers that all of a sudden the traveling public are flocking to travel advisors because they know that they are going to give them the straight goods. And that's never happened before. That wasn't the trend prior to the pandemic. Everybody thinks they can do it themselves. And, and in some ways on a a low risk product, you can do that. But even those people are calling travel agents asking for advice. So it's a really, really good time for advisors to be in the driver's seat if they know where they're going.
0: I was going to say, I mean, I know that um, in different regions around the world, um, there's sort of different regulations and um, sort of um, support there for the industry and particularly in the UK since that's where we are right um for for travel market life um you know being at all protected um booking package holidays in that way just means that um any customer is protected for the booking that they've particularly made and um then going through an, an advisor that you've booked through rather than doing it yourself you've got that level of customer service to be able to go to someone should there be a problem with your booking and there was sort of a trend prior to the pandemic that is it generation Z were looking at move or starting to use travel agents a little bit more, which is interesting since they're digital natives. And uh, obviously um there's been a lot more um people now, most recently starting to call and engage with, with agents. And do you think that does come down to the fact that most of these agents advisors really do tend to know their stuff when it comes to locations and destinations and holidays or is there another reason for it
1: and Un- but well first of all have you ever played trivial pursuit with a group of travel agents they, know- <laughs> <laughs> they have the biggest brains in the business and you know let's not forget for the last year and a half advisors have been on three webinars a day they are so up to date on their product and You know, I've always felt that that you're always better to go to somebody who can give you the real goods and and be able to really understand your needs and match them to the right supplier. But we also had that, you know, horrible undoing of all the business. And, you know, I think travel professionals and travel advisors are thinking, okay, who was really wonderful and great to work with during that and who left me out in the cold. And so, um, you know, they're again coming back cautiously with partnerships that that are going to help them and the traveling public just wants answers. And so they will sort it out. And if they can get answers, that's where they're going to book.
0: Now, one of the other things is about sort of making sure you're not underpaid. Um, it's It's a busy business being a travel agent. So tell us about sort of service fees and how advisors can really build the best business model for themselves.
1: I love this conversation because it's, not a, you know i'm not in it for the money but it's all about money <laughs> oh you know, wow, if yes. if we could we could all have our heads examined about our disposition about money you know because we don't ever want it to be about that but it is about that because you know what a service fee does i like to think of it as this line and it's about staying above the line and whether you charge a fee or not there is a place you don't want to go as an advisor until you know that person is a customer And we give way too much away for free. And, you know, so it's just about stay in the why before they buy, really just ask them all sorts of questions about what's important. And then in that simple moment of truth saying, I am so delighted and excited about putting an incredible experience together for you. Are we doing this? Let me explain about working with me. This is what I do for you. My service fee is about value. You know, it's just about saying we are in a committed relationship. And that relationship has this be attached. And once I get that, there's no stopping me and what I'm going to do to make this uh, the trip of a lifetime.
0: Right. Okay. so really sort of doing what you should do is firstly listening to your customer, throwing a load of questions at them taking as much information from them as possible showing that you're actually listening to them and what their needs are and then putting forward your proposition and how you're able to help them in order to nail that client and getting that getting that money in first before you go off and do all the research
1: yeah and it's it's a relief you know i've had you know there's a story in the book of a fabulous advisor she came from outside of the industry she was an expert in italy she was finding that everybody was picking her brain and she she didn't want to charge fees because she was new and she thought well they're just going to go down the street but she believed in the system and she followed the book and she followed the advice and said okay i'm going to charge a fee and she said yeah i lost a couple you know i lost one or two but the quality of the people who stayed And when you, when you talk to people who are really just endorsing fees, um, they will say it's a no brainer. People say, of course, I, you should charge me a fee. You know, all professionals do, they're surprised that you haven't. And, and the, the question, I think that's important here, it's not really about how do I start, you know, how do I charge fees? I think most people can figure that out. I think the place that advisors are most sensitive is how do I charge fees to my good clients? I've never charged before. So it's about having a careful conversation that the world has changed and business models have had to change because of the pandemic. We've learned a lot. And this is now how my model works. And it's just it's a it's a it's a new era.
0: Yeah. And we do need to change. Absolutely. I think that uh, we've stayed on the status quo for too long. And uh, I think it's you know worth putting those uh, those 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 practices in place to give yourself respect, which i think is so important because otherwise you end up working for nothing as you say and you end up becoming overwhelmed and you end up being too busy to actually lead a life um now one other thing that you've got some great insights and thoughts on is around self-marketing marketing marketing as a travel advisor um what's what's the best way for a travel advisor really to build up their awareness and clientele the
1: my favorite thing is that we make this so darn complicated you know we we all would need a PhD in social media if we were actually to believe everything that we read and in the trades and if you look at the conferences the rooms that are packed are the social media rooms and and I'm here to say that yes social media is one of the media you need to have an understanding enough knowledge to be dangerous but if you step back all you really need to, you know, break a, a million dollars or a hundred, you know, six-figure income is you need about two hundred and fifty to five hundred loyal people who you know like and trust, or and vice versa. So it's always one-to-one marketing first, those relationships and building from the bottom of your heart up, and using the all the platforms you have to stay engaged with those 250 to 500 people. It's a lot less marketing than people think, but it's about taking that really strategic, consistent, never miss a a newsletter, do it every week, like clockwork, and you'll never have to look for another customer because you have so much loyalty within
0: absolutely and if anybody wants any advice um, or guidance on how you can perhaps do that you can check out um, the producers of travel market life blog that's uh, our haynes markoms dot agency um, for some top tips on how you can manage your marketing program and it has a lot of what geraldine actually mentioned so thank you for singing from our hymns sheet there geraldine because it is so important to a select that channel that's going to be most productive for you having the data owning the email addresses of the people that uh, you are uh, wanting to be in contact with and being consistent with it as well and if you do happen to be working with anybody who is lived who lives in europe just making sure you abide by the gdpr rules as well when it comes to data so do check all those out uh, to make sure that you are not breaching um, any sort of uh, policy um, or annoying anybody because that's also one of the last things you want to be doing um um, social media, though, is an important part, I think, particularly um, as, an, as an advisor. Um, I guess you've got the business world connecting with partners through LinkedIn, and then you've got your clientels, which I guess will be on most of the um, more consumer-based um, social sites like Facebook and Instagram.
1: For my own business, my, uh, my clientele are, are largely on both Uh, Because they have to have a toe in both waters about growing their business and also staying in touch with their customers, but more and more we're seeing how profoundly important LinkedIn is Uh, and it's about content sharing, being in service, not advertising or selling to your friends. I think that's what I see most often that doesn't feel right uh so you know there's a whole strategy as you know you're the you're the leader and genius in this this space but it is exciting um when everything lines up and you can find a platform where everyone is that you just want to stay top of mind to say okay if they're thinking about an expert in whatever you're passionate about you're the first person that comes to mind
0: wonderful thank you very much indeed Geraldine so uh Geraldine Rhee her book Flying Colors a travel advisor's guide to breakthrough where can they get that
1: You can get it on Amazon. I will put a, a, I'll send you a link. Uh, You can get it on my website, which is GeraldineReed.com. And uh, you can email me or get in touch through through that site.
0: So anybody listening to this podcast, go to the description of the podcast and you'll find the link just there. Uh, Geraldine, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: It's been a pleasure, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me
0: so Geraldine Ree, all the way over from Vancouver it was lovely to speak to someone across the other side of the water um, especially early in the morning because it's late in the afternoon here and uh, we're going to have many more interviews coming up very soon so do check out on a regular basis um, the Travel Market Life podcast also the series of Photographs and Memories uh, where we speak to travel veterans about their travel stories through three photographs and a souvenir. For more go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcom's digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.